Hi, this is Dan Silvestri. And Tom Pizzato. SpyMovieNavigator.com, the worldwide community of spy movie fans. Spy movie podcasts, videos, discussions, and more. Now, this is part two of our discussion of From Russia with Love. We finished part one, wrapping up with them getting the map of the Russian consulate. And now we're picking it up with the ferry boat encounter. So this clip we're calling the ferry boat encounter, and we're starting the second part of the podcast with this. Bond is clandestinely meeting with Tatiana on a ferry boat in Istanbul, Istanbul on the Bosphorus. He's got this camera gadget, which is kind of interesting. It's got a reel, a reel tape in there. It's got a battery. It's like a nine volt battery yeah, yeah, you can yeah. see in there with the. It's like product placement because it's. A, I believe it's an Everetti yeah. uh, that you can see. Now, reality is recording her describing the physical attributes of the lector, which is that decoding machine. Right. Again, they're going to try to steal it. He needs to know how big this thing is, how heavy it is, and whatever. He needs to understand right? as much Gotta, about it as he can. Yeah. Right? So good. he's calm, cool. He's very directive. He's going to be in control of this encounter. Watch his face. Listen to the well-written dialogue. He's in command. Now, she describes where it's kept in the consulate, when it's used, and so on, but she's definitely starting to fall for Bond. We, we actually get her making a bunch of comments that Bond's trying to stop because this is getting taped yes. of, you know, Bond, you know, James, I want you, and that kind of thing. So we're going to see this, the woman falling for Bond in many more Bond films and it, other it spy movies. It happens a lot, right? He wins over a woman ally, I mean, in, to be an ally, and it happens often in well, Bond I mean, movies. Well, I you go, not just Bond movies, you go back to the 39 Steps. Yeah, Right, same type of thing happens there in the third nine steps. Right. So now the nice thing about this is you've got the the ferry boat, you've got this beautiful scenery. Bond's able to advance the opportunity, get the lector because he's figuring out more about it. And we we've really got to give a, a call out to Daniela. Yeah. Right? I mean, she is stunning as Tatiana, both in beauty and the grace of which she does her role. She's actually voiced by British actress uh, was Barbara Jefford. Right. Um, and, she had too much of an accent, they thought, yeah, an Italian yeah. accent to, to fully understand her. So, Yeah, but she, she definitely, when she's in a scene, oh, yeah. you notice. And as, as a way to see Istanbul, this Bosphorus River Ferry is a good way to do it. If you talk to people who've actually been there and you want to actually see the area, yeah. taking that ferry boat ride's a good way to see it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Bianchi, uh, Danielle Bianchi was the first runner-up in the Miss Universe uh, contest of 1960. Uh, but she steals a lot of scenes, really, in, in in our opinion, when she's on camera. Wow. And I think in part one, perfectly we, cast. I think in part one we said she was runner-up to Miss Italy, but it was actually Miss Universe. Yeah, it's Miss Universe. Right? Yep. So moving to the next scene that we're going to look at, and again, you can see this on the website. Bond has to go to the consulate now to execute the plan to get the lector. So in this scene, we're calling the Russian clocks are always right. Uh, and this is where he's going to be able to get the lector and escape. Again, the lector is the reason Bond is in Istanbul. And here he receives clearance from M to proceed with the mission. So he was waiting to hear from M to make sure, hey, yeah, everything's still cool. Go ahead and get the lecture. Yeah, and when they're they're playing the tape in M's office, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they get to some of those inappropriate comments, and then there's the comment in there about that M. yeah yeah about M and Bond on a trip. Yeah, it's like, oh, cut that off. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. All right. Well, in this scene, you'll you'll know when when uh, Bond tells Karen Bay that they will execute the plan for uh, getting the lecture out of the Russian embassy on the 14th, and then 
after Bay asks the 13th? What? what? Yeah, so, so what happens there is Bond tells Tatiana yeah, yeah. it's going to be on the 14th, and he tells Bay it's the 13th, 13th. and Bay's like, the 13th? Yeah. And, and, you know, so it's like, what's going on there? Yeah. It, it is weird, but Bay has to know what's going on because he's going to explode the bomb at 3 o'clock for the, uh, the distraction for the embassy. That was the, uh, what, what, you know, that was going to be his job. So here Bond asks, as he walks into the, the consulate, the Russian consulate, actually, you know, wasn't really the Russian consulate, but the gates that he walks through are still there right. in Istanbul. So you could actually go see those gates, but the building, of course, is not there. Um, so as he walks through the, the gates, he walks up to the clerk at the desk there, and he's waiting for 3 o'clock because he knows the bomb's going to explode. That's going to be the distraction and everything else. And he asks the guy, uh, you know. Is that like, clock right? Is, it, is the clock right? And he's like, Russian clocks are always right. And then, of course, at 3 o'clock, boom, Bay's down there. He blows up the bomb, and there's there's chaos everywhere. See, and this... Th- the, his he asked the guy like two or three times, "Are the clocks right?" And to me, that was kind of immature. I mean, that's not Bond, right? Bond's usually calm and cool, collected. He's sitting there. He, he knows when three o'clock is going to happen. He's got his watch. It's probably synchronized. And if it's not exactly three o'clock on the clock on the wall, right? That that seemed really weird to me. That Bond would be like that because. Normally, he's just so in control of a situation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like you know, if if he didn't have a watch with him or whatever, you'd think okay, he's got to kind of take a, a look at the clock. But yeah, and if, if it, I'm the clerk, I'm going to be like, why are you asking me this, dude? Yeah, like and, three times. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the bomb does go off, and there's chaos everywhere. And Bond goes into the room where Tanya has the lector, and but he's got a tear gas mask. For some reason, I don't. Yeah, and then he says something about it's only tear gas, and he gives her the mask. Yeah. Now that's important because the only tear gas is going to be important later on the train. Yeah, but it's like the tear gas isn't affecting him. But where'd the tear gas come from? Yeah, where the because it's an explosion. So I I didn't. There was some kind of disconnect there. But anyway, he's got this mask. It doesn't keep it on very long. Well, he gives it to her. Yeah, yeah, but I mean just. He doesn't need one. It's, well, that's what I'm saying. Later in the train scene, he didn't need one there either. <laughs> there's a whole thing about you know yeah, this yeah. this 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 gas stuff. Yeah. So uh, anyway, she she says <laughs> she says I thought it was going to be on the 14th, but today's the 13th. So I don't. Maybe there was some kind of thing on Bond's plan uh, in Bond's plan to say I'm going to fool everybody and say it was going to be uh, the 14th. Because if they execute it on the 13th and someone thought it was going to be the 14th, they'd be ready for the 14th. And But no, he's doing it on the 13th to throw everybody off. Well, and I think he still had some suspicions on Tatiana, yeah. right? So right. by telling her it's the next day, yeah, doing it the day early. It, so it was a clever plan on his yeah, part absolutely. to, again, untrusting. So it seemed confusing. It almost seemed like an error. Right. But it seemed to be but really I think this is a calculated plan. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. So um, again, being cautious. Anyway, he 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 gets the lector, and they escape through some underground uh, uh, thing, and they pop up on a street somewhere. And he's got the lector. The thing I thought was weird is they keep the lector in the little case that it comes in. 
instead of putting it in a different bag. Yeah, put so it if somebody's a, looking for that case. Put it in a brown paper bag or Although something. Although it, it does look like they're carrying a typewriter because it looks like uh, a I know, but it's like, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I would have put it in another bag. But um, anyway, they get away with the lector, which is, which is good. That was his job. So after they, they come up, then they get on the train. Yeah, so he's got the lector. Yeah, he's got and the And he's escaping with Tatiana. Right. So he's, he's going to get on the train, and they're going to they're escape. Not any train. Well, it's true. It is the Orient Express, yeah, yeah. which I've from, been on. From Istanbul. Yeah, it's so been it's on it. From, and what, just a beautiful train. It really is. And so there, But the cool thing about this train scene, it's a very long scene. There's a bunch to it. But the part that really stands out in this, in this, on the train is the fight towards the end. I mean, that's really one of the greatest train fights in all of cinema. It's, it's brutal. It's painful. You feel the pain that yeah. these guys are going through. Uh, and, and the sound effects are, they're a little exaggerated, but they're absolutely believable. You, you just think it's terrific. You know, we, we see train fights a lot. So in 1935 and the 39 Steps, yeah. we see a, chain, a train chase in a spy movie pretty much for the first time. Right. Uh, from Russia with Love really takes us to new heights and really impacts many future spy movies with the way the train fights and the chases happen. Now, in this movie, the train fight stays pretty much inside the train compartments it itself. In a lot of these later movies, the fights end up on top of the train. On the roof or whatever. So but. Live and Let Die, Spy Love Me, Octopussy, Mission, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, 1996 one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, I mean, Born Ultimatum. A Spectre. Lot, Spectre. I mean, and then you get non-spy things like the Wolverine, where this the scene actually ends up on top of the train. But in this movie, it actually stays inside the tra- train, which I actually think is more compelling because it's a more confined space. Yes. And the acting is just tremendous. Both Connery and, and Robert Shaw, who's playing uh, Grant. Grant. <laughs> I mean, this is just flawless conversation. I mean, their dialogue is yeah. just perfect. It is. And he's got them kneeling and everything. Ah, yes. Yeah, he's, he's really, he, you really see Bond's vulnerability yes. during this scene, right? Now, you, you mentioned, you know, Connery and, and uh, Shaw. They actually, the doubles, so when the, the, the heavy hitting happens, right? So you've got Bob Simmons as, as Sean Connery's stunt double, and Jack Cooper was the uh, stunt double for Robert Shaw. So, you know, let's give them some credit there. Yeah. I mean, and again, Q's uh, attache case, his smart piece of luggage, saves the day here for Bond. But Grant's got him, got, got Bond on his knees, and his dialogue is like, I've got, I've got complete control of you. My job is to kill you, and how I kill you is up to me, and how long it takes. The first shot's not going to kill you. The second shot's not going to kill you. You're going to suffer until you kiss my feet. I mean, it's just... It's just, just brutal. And, and Bond is there like, holy crap. How am I going to get out of this one? Yeah. Uh, and But so, then Q saves the day with Q the attache. Uh, I'll give you some gold sovereigns. And, you know, yeah. whatever. So anyway, that begins the whole thing. And then, of course, the tear gas goes off. And Bond doesn't need a mask. It affects uh, Red Grant, but somehow Bond, you know, maybe he held his breath, you know. So well, that could be because he know, knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe Q says, hey, hold your breath for five seconds and yeah. then jump on the guy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a great fight it, scene. It, it's a wonderful fight It's really one of the best fight scenes recorded on film. Yeah. Now, in real life, and we have a whole podcast about how real things in the world that happen work themselves into spy movies. So we're going to have a two-piece, two-part uh, podcast on that. But 
This is actually based on a real incident. Uh, a U.S. naval attaché, Eugene Karp, K-A-R-P, in Romania, he, he was on board the Orient, Orient Express in Bucharest in February 1950. And they think, although they haven't confirmed that that Russian spies assassinated him and they dumped his body near Salzburg in uh, Austria. So this, and Fleming knew this because he was in naval intelligence and right. everything else. So he knew stuff that was going on. So they think this was based pretty much directly on this incident so, of this real guy, Eugene Carp. So another example of history finding its way in a slightly different fashion in a Bond film. Yeah. I mean, stuff that really happens in real life are working themselves into these spy movies. So again, look for that podcast. It'll be coming up uh, soon. And uh, we'll have a lot of things like that in there. Yeah. So now this this train scene is. Um, so this was a real murder on the Orient Express. It really I was mean, a murder. In real on life. The Orient. That's cool. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. So it's just, it's really a tremendous scene here. And if we think back to the pre-title, Shaw's training to kill Bond. He's got that watch with the Garrett, you know, the, the the Garrett watch thing, so he can strangle people with it. And actually, that watch gets turned on Grant. And yes. Bond uses it to get Grant. Yeah, the Garrett watch. Now, now the other thing about that that Garrett watch that I find interesting is later in the series in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Bond resigns and he goes back to his desk uh, yeah. and he's picking up the souvenirs of his of his yeah. life as a spy and they show you souvenirs, little pieces from the other movies. Yeah, yeah. And the Garrett watch is what he Honey he Rider's holds. knife, the, yeah. the watch. Exactly. Yeah. So the watch is what he he holds up, yeah. thinking back to this this mission. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Ben McIntyre, whose book, uh, Ian Fleming plus James Bond, has a little bit more information about this uh, Carp guy, Eugene Carp, the murder who actually on the got Express. murdered on the Orient Express. There you go. So after the train fight scene, the train is supposed to stop at this precise location, and it's not a regular stop. It's between stops because there's a truck and a guy waiting for Red Grant to get off the train with the lector. However, Bond's already killed Grant. So Bond and Tanya get off the train and they get the better of this guy with the truck. And so Bond gets into the truck. He's got the guy kind of tied up in the passenger seat of the truck. And Tanya's in the back. It's got flowers all on the back of the truck. She's in there kind of hiding. And then... She doesn't hide too well. <laughs> and, and frankly, I don't want her hiding. She's, she's a beautiful woman. And so now... They're trying to escape with the truck, and this is where the helicopter starts chasing them, probably realizing, hey, wait, that's that wasn't Red Grant or whatever. So they start chasing Bond, driving the truck, and this is the pursuit now with the truck versus helicopter. So this actually has become a staple in future spy films, the concept of a helicopter chase scene. We see it in From Russia With Love, but it actually we first saw it back in the 39 Steps. We keep going back to that movie right. because so much of that movie comes forward in these other spy films. And in the 39 Steps, they had this little gyrocopter, gyroplane, I guess. It looked like it was built from a little erector set kit or something. But And it's only on there for a second or two. But it's the first time you see a helicopter pursuing Hanny. He was the supposedly the spy and they're up there for a few seconds and you see it. So there's the first helicopter chase in 39 steps. 
it's influenced many movies after that, including from Russia with Love, the Mission Impossible movies, and everything else. This is how all these movies kind of tie together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the helicopters used in different ways in these different movies. So you've got a pure, your pure. Uh, chase which is what's happening here in from russia with love but if you go into license to kill it's the coast guard helicopter right going after the plane and picking up sanchez Sanchez, yeah. yeah and and picking him up so you've got the helicopter being used a little bit differently then in mission impossible you've got the scene where they the helicopter's chasing the train yes and in the tunnel cool. which is a really neat novel way of taking this one more step forward and then you get into fallout where you get the helicopter pursuit where ethan hunt is flying the helicopter and it kind of felt to me like it was star wars ish yeah right the the, they're going through the kind of like trenches or yeah going through the trenches or whatever with it it kind of really had a star wars feel to me so you could see this concept that started at 39 steps with a very basic thing comes into rush from rush with love a very important part of this movie and then con- that concept continues to go forward and evolve over time. Yeah, and we'll see this in tons of spy movies to come, and all, all the ones after the 39 steps, that you'll see little snippets and stuff that happen in one movie that's going to impact how things happen in other spy movies. And that's what this is all about. That's what we're trying to do is connect all these little pieces. Yep. So back to this truck versus helicopter scene. Yeah, so th- th- one of the things I really love about it is... Bond happens to have exactly what he needs. He got it from Q. Yeah. He's running with that briefcase, and he reaches in the briefcase and pulls out the AR-7. Yeah, and if you don't know what's in the briefcase, you think, what's this guy? He's running away from a pursuit with his briefcase. What's in there? But, of course, we already know what's in there from the train scene. Yes. And so we know, okay, he's got the rifle in there, and he's got stuff he needs. Yeah. So that's cool. And, again, this, if you look back at the 39 Steps, was a Hitchcock-produced movie. So it was North by Northwest. And in North by Northwest, you have the crop plane chase, right. chasing Cary Grant, who they think is a spy. And and that's, again, another chase scene similar to this chase scene. So it all kind of flows together and impacts one another. Yeah, it really it really does. But it, it just I just love it when Bond happens to have exactly the right tool because Q gave it to him. <laughs> For the situation he's going to be in. Two Branch is good. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> now, this scene and, and, you know, the running on the hill and him climbing under the rock and everything, that was actually filmed in, Scot- filmed in Scotland. So, right, right. They, they were in Istanbul, and they had some issues with the water and stuff because they knew the next scene was going to be a water scene. Yeah, the next thing chase, we're going to talk. Chase. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the boat chase next. a little bit later. But they ended up doing this in Scotland. Yeah. And so, um, and I can't pronounce, I am so bad with names, but it's Lockilfed, Scotland, or something like that. And I'm sure I butchered that, right? But my wife and I were there, and uh, I went off to try to find where this was. Yeah. And we pull up to a gate. I get out of the car and tell my wife, I'll be back in a few minutes. I got back about an hour and 45 minutes later, and I am in the middle of nowhere. It was me, a bunch of goats. And a bunch of horse flies. Seriously, that was all that was out there. <laughs> and so I'm walking up, trying. I'm trying to find the rock that from this scene where he shoots the helicopter. He's hiding under the rock and he yeah. shoots down the helicopter. And I got up to the top ledge where you're, he's running and you've got that field that he's running. You see the beautiful scenery and everything. But I just couldn't find the rock. 
Yeah. It drove me nuts. It's supposed to be, it's supposedly, it's still there. Well, yeah, Martin's Martin's yeah. website shows it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is there. Yeah. I just missed it. So yeah. I must have come in from a different angle or something. Yeah. But but it's there, but in a just beautiful area. But that whole thing of that helicopter going across the field and Bond diving under the rock, pulling out the AR-7 yeah. and, you know, shooting shooting at the, at the plane. The guy drops the helicopter and... That's the end of the helicopter, or it drops the 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 hand grenade, right? And that's the that's the end of the the, hel- the helicopter. So it was it was kind of an interesting type of uh, scenario, beautiful area, and a place you can actually go to. Now this scene ends with one of Bond's quips that he has, where he goes, "Oh, I'd say one of their aircraft is missing." Yeah, yeah. After he shoots down the the helicopter, yeah. it comes Air- crashing down. Yeah, the the hand grenade goes yeah. off in the helicopter. Yeah, he kind of looks up and goes. I'd say one of their aircraft is missing. Yeah. Now, th- this is kind of a nod back. There was a movie uh, that was actually, I think, released in 1942 called One of Our Aircraft is Missing. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, this is a, a little throwback to, uh, to, to that, that movie, movie. and a little That's nod good. to that movie. So. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, so the, the helicopter comes down. We get this quip, and then Bond and, and Tanya need to leave. So they, they're going to go by boat. They, they get down to a pier. Now this is. Yeah. Cause I think the driver was supposed to get him to the boat. Yeah. Right. He was supposed to get Red Grant to the boat. So he's, he's, he's going to go to that boat. Yes. So he's going to go to the boat so he can escape from the area. Yeah. And this was where they were supposed to film that, th- this scene in th- this next scene, which we're calling escape to Venice. They were supposed to film that in Turkey right. and the weather was bad. They had a problem getting the boats. People were getting seasick. They had, the yeah. Crew, staff, everybody was getting seasick because the rough waters. Yes, and <laughs> I, I've been there, yeah. <laughs> and not not on that site, but I've been there where I've been on rough waters on a boat, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So somehow they get from Turkey, and they decide to go to Scotland to shoot this. Yeah. So they are going to go, and they're going to actually do this, and they they drive the truck down this hill and make it a right hand turn. And pull onto a pier, and there's a boat waiting for them. Now you can actually go there yourself. I've been there. Yeah. Um, this was another one of those that um, you've been to the actual pier. To the actual pier. That's in the movie. That's in the movie, and, and we actually and we've little, got some film of that. Right. Yeah. Tom shot up, some film of that when he was there. Up in the location videos part of our website. Yeah. We've got uh, it's a it's a short little clip. Yeah. Um, but it's it's actually kind of cool because it's you come in and in in there we tell you how to get there, but you, you go down this hill. And there's this little building to the right. And in the movie, as, as the truck's coming down, and in the movie there's a building there, but I think it's a different building now. Yeah. And so you get down there and you get to this pier, and the pier's not in the, it's the same shape as it was in the movie. Right. Um, but you can and tell it's, it's the same pier. Yeah, and it's pretty isolated. Yeah. But you can sit there and you can see right where they took off from. Yeah. And, and you can see the bluffs and stuff in the background, too, that you saw. Yeah, exactly. That are in the film. It's, yeah, so you can, you can see it really is the same place. Yeah. Now, the chase itself happens in another part in the Crimean area in Scotland, but the boat pier itself is, I mean, this is in a remote area. I ended up finding it by going to the Lunga estate, and there's a, there's a big wharf there. And I went and talked to a guy there saying, where is this thing? 
And so he kind of drew me a little map, and it took me still even with a map a little bit of time to find it. Yeah. But again, kind of neat to be yeah. on the location yeah. of the actual spot where they The filmed. same spot, looking they, there, seeing the yeah. same bluffs and everything behind yeah. it. It was really cool. Now, there's another little helicopter story. When they were filming this stuff in Scotland, Terrence Young, the director, was up in a helicopter, and they had an accident. And the helicopter actually crashed and went underwater. And they had to go get him out. And he was bruised up a little bit. But they said, like, within an hour, hour and a half, they were filming again. He just like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So, and, and, and it was weird. And then they had to get up early to film some of these scenes. And so Diana, Dan, Daniela Bianca is on, on route, in route to the scene where they're going to be filming. And her driver was really grogged out and tired and he crashes and she gets she got injured she was all kind of swollen up and everything else so they had to wait a little bit for that i was like oh my god yeah. so you know, stuff really happens yeah well it, it does and now the the scene that happens after they get in the boat and they're then in the the chase scene and there's you know they're shooting the the things off at him trying to trying to hit the boat and they keep missing it and so you've got all those boats pursuing Bond and Tanya, mm-hmm. and that scene. Then the they're the, they're shooting bullets at Bond and Tanya, and they hit the gas can, the gas tanks. Yeah, the the oil, the, the extra fuel. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah, extra right. fuel things. Tanks, and so barrels. Bond releases those. They get out in the water, and then he shoots like a flare gun a or flare something. Gun, yeah. mm-hmm. And it sets right. this train cha- chain reaction of of fires that happen here. This actually is a, a nod to the movie Paratrooper, which is also known as the Red Beret. It was a 1954 film by Alan Ladd, and it was directed by Terrence Young yeah, and written you by Richard Maybaum. Yeah. Well, we've heard those names before. <laughs> so now in, in Paratrooper, Ladd's unit of soldiers, are they're trapped in a minefield, and to escape, one of the soldiers skips a bazooka rocket across the ground, touching off a, a thing of mines, where in From Russia with yeah. Love, it's these oil it's barrels, the water. and they shoot it, and they it yeah. does the same type of effect just in a different movie and it's done slightly differently. Yeah. But it's the same director. Same director. Same so there writer. You, there you go. So, yeah, same writer. Yeah. During the boat chase scene, they cut over to a scene similar to what we saw at the beginning with Spectre and Kleb. Yeah. And, and Kronstein. And Kronstein. Yeah. And uh, this time, it's uh, Blofeld's not happy. Right. <laughs> Right. And he, they they keep calling him number one. Uh, yeah, they didn't get Bond. Yeah, they they didn't get Bond. And they don't have the Lecter. They don't have the Lecter. Yeah, but we also don't know much about Spectre. I mean, in Doctor No, it was mentioned, but it wasn't. They didn't go into deep deep about it. No. But we're starting to see more about who Spectre is, right? As an organization, we get a glimpse of number one. Now we see him from the shoulders down. We don't see his f- face, and he's stroking the white cat. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about that white cat is that we see it in almost every instance that we see Blowfield in a Bond movie. Yes. But cats actually kind of have a significance in other films. It's like in, in The Godfather, you know, Marlon Brando sitting there, he strokes a cat before yeah, he makes every decision to kill somebody. Right, he had a, like a black and white kind of cat, right? Yeah. Yeah, and in here you see Blofeld, he's stroking the cat uh, when he's deciding that uh, either number three or number five, uh, Kronstein or Kleb are going to get killed yeah. for not getting Bond. And you see Kleb sweating it out a lot, and he's stroking the cat as he presses the button, and Morin C comes in. Morin, that is yeah, Morin C, yeah. 
And so, and it's been in, you know, the casts have been dominant in, in other movies too. Bell Book and Candle with Pilak, and it was kind of a mysterious cat. Uh, even Corello, 101 Dalmatians. Yep. Cats have had this role where they're either part of the evil plot or, or sometimes they're on the good side, but, and sometimes in, in the middle. But here you see Blofeld, you know, kind of like the Godfather. Yeah, There's a good exactly. connection there because he's, it's it's uh, definitely is it showing their softer side oh they're you know stroking a cat or whatever but they're doing it when they're going to kill people they're thinking i've <laughs> got to calm myself down because i'm going to say get re- off with their yeah. head yeah so anyway there it's it's, it's yeah. there and here's another play and we saw the cat earlier a cat earlier in this film when Kleb is waiting to for Tatiana to come, and Tatiana's walking in Istanbul near the Blue Mosque, and she's right. going to meet Kleb. And as she's walking towards that door, a cat walks by, and I think we mentioned that earlier. And that's kind of like, ooh, uh, cats are always this this mystery. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, and we think of a black cat as being evil. We don't yeah. normally think of the white cat as evil. Yeah, yeah, black right. and white has always been the the thing in terms of uh, films and you know stuff like that in films that the uh, you know good versus evil or whatever in in terms of just colors you know, on on stuff like cats or you know armies or whatever they they did usually yeah, yeah. except the Bond series seems yeah. to twist on that because as we talked about as Reno talked about when we played that clip from Reno about the Bond poster for well, Doctor No for Doctor No right right and. Doctor knows in the light colored suit. Yeah, Bond is in the dark suit. The cat is white. Yeah, and so it's this juxtaposition is is really kind of interesting because yeah. it's not how normally you see that portrayed. Right, right. So, so again, it's all with the mystery of cats too. That uh, this kind of plays into the whole thing. So I, I think it's kind of a neat thing to take a look at and and notice in this film. Not only him stroking the cat, but when the cat walks by and. Tatiana's yeah, it's, 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 and then if you look at other movies you, you see you, you'll pay more attention to this kind of thing it's like oh yeah this is yeah it's 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 those little subtleties that you can put into movies yeah. that people pick up i mean it's like the oranges in the godfather too right whenever you see an yeah. orange it precedes the death yeah right it's here he's stroking the cat somebody's gonna die yeah and so yeah. let's get into who's gonna die yeah all right so let's talk let's talk about that so Spect- Spectre wants the elector, and they don't have it. They want to bond dead. They, they bond, want to bond dead. That didn't happen. Now the atmosphere of this scene and the scenery, it's just, it's just great. It's the, the terror and the look on Kleb's face when she thinks she's going to die because. You, you look at her face, and number one, she's a terrific actress, and she's playing the scene perfectly. But look at the beads of sweat on her forehead and her face. I mean, it just looks like, oh my God, am I in trouble? I know, I know, this is the end. Yeah, right. But but it's it's great for us as the audience member, and we also realize when at, at that moment when that's going on, you know, one of those two are going to die. Yeah, right. It's either going to be clever Cronson. You don't know which one. Yeah, right? but you you know somebody's going. So we know that Spectre is going to really stop at nothing to what they do, and they absolutely don't tolerate failure. You yeah. don't, you don't mess up. So I, here's what I think: with what you've learned from Spectre from this film, you have a job for life with Spectre. You just don't know how long it's going to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So from Blofeld's perspective, Spectre always delivers what it promises, and that didn't happen in this case. Right. Right. So we also see for the first time. 
the poison blade. Yeah. Right. So Morenzi, who's the guy who comes in, um, who's actually used in, in a later series, but uh, in later part of the, the Bond series as a different character, right? He comes in and clicks his shoe and that blade pops out. Yeah. More than he, he, he's, he's great. He, he, his face and everything is perfect for this. He just yeah, walks exactly. in very nonchalant. He's like, yeah, I got to do what I have to do here. And this poison blade concept is, we had, we talk about this in another podcast where we talk about how real world events and real things in the world work themselves in the spy movies. Uh, this was a real thing. Uh, they, people had poison blades and poison pens and poison pins and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's just reality. So yeah. here it is. And they, they and the use, shoe is kind of cool. And they use it in this great scene because yeah. all of a sudden you see the blade, you know, somebody's going to get it. You see the look on Kleb's face because she thinks she's it. And then he kicks number five with it, Kronstein. Yeah. Right? And then how long does it take him to die? 12 seconds. 12 seconds. And was Spectre, uh, was Blofeld happy with that? Yeah, Blofeld was not happy that it took 12 seconds. It's got to be now, faster. Now, listen, when 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 Mar- Marzini kicks him and, he, and, and you see Kronstein realizing, oh, my God, I'm starting to die. You'll hear, hear the music like these it chimes. It's almost like a chime, like a bell, and it ding, ding. It'll ding twelve times. <laughs> one, one for every second. And then he falls over yeah. and goes, Ooh. and that's that, he's actually got another wonderful expression, expressive face. Now this whole thing about having the the um, you know number three and number five going to number one and getting chewed out, and then somebody dies. You know, you see that in other in other Bond movies, but it's parodied great in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, oh, yeah, right? I mean, it, they 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 really play off this scene well, and they take it to a comic end where in this scene there is no comedy. Yeah, there's no comedy in this one. Uh, Blofeld is serious, and you see, you know, again, we're learning about Spectre, and we're learning that wow, they really don't tolerate failure, and you screw up, and you're going to be dead. Yeah, and so then again, this is cut. This is cut in to the boat chase, right? So they're they get in the boat, they go in the boat, they're going to go to Venice, and then they're they're cutting this in, right? And so now we then move into really what we're calling the um, Klebs final assault, yeah, right, which is taking that that knife a, a little further. Yeah. Cause now she's terrorized by Blofeld, right? She can't fail now or else she knows she's going to be meeting up with Kronstein soon. <laughs> exactly. And so she's got, okay, I got to go. I got to go find, she's got to take matters. And into I got to get own, this lector. She's got to take matters into right. her own hands or her own foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as the case may there be. So the, the, they escape, they get, they get to Venice and, and life seems to be good. They think they're safe. But then Kleb shows up. Yeah, and a lot of Bond films, uh, when you think it's over, it's sometimes not over. You see it often, right? Yeah, it's, it's like diamonds are forever. They're on the yacht and they're yeah. having dinner. Everything's good. I'm, you know. The bomb surprise. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a great thing. Kid and uh, Wind show up. Yeah. So now the interesting thing here is in this scene, Kleb gets the poison shoe thing, the device that comes out of the shoe. And she's willing to use it to kill Bond. Oh, and it, yeah. And it's, a, and it's a great scene because Bond escapes this blade in the movie. Yeah. Now, in the book, he it, gets poisoned. 
In the book, she has both the shoe blade and poison knitting needles, I believe. And in the book, he actually gets hit with the poison needles or the blade. And it's kind of left, and we talk about this in our podcast, the Sherlock Holmes and Bond podcast we did, that was Ian Fleming trying to kill off Bond because at the end of the book, from Russia with Love, you don't know if Bond is going to survive. Right. And Holmes did the same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, Holmes with, did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, or, it, it's an interesting little Doyle twist here. with Holmes, yeah. Yeah, but here in the movie, of course, uh, in this scene that we're talking about now, she's shows up at the hotel as a maid, and yeah. she's going to come in and clean the room. He's got the lector sitting on the table. He's with Tanya. Everything's good. And he's on the phone. He's on the phone So talking. he's distracted, so he's not yeah. paying attention to Club. Right, and she walks in, and she's going to take his luggage out. I guess they're leaving, right? She puts one thing by the door, and then she goes and grabs the lector, and he says, no, I'll, yeah, take, I'll take that. that. And then it all unfolds that Tanya sees her, and it's like, oh, my God. Well, and, and, and I love She recognizes her, yeah, of course. So she's, she recognizes her. But then I love the scene in terms of how he uses that chair. It's kind of like he's a lion tamer keeping the lion, yeah, trying to keep yeah. the lion at bay yeah. as Kleb's trying to poke him with the with the, with the the blade. Yeah, she gets close. She, uh, she definitely does. Yeah, she gets close a couple of times. Yeah, so And then twice during the scene, Tanya actually reassures Bond that she knows nothing about why Kleb is there. Yeah. Right. So as an audience, as someone watching the movie, the audience watching the movie, you see her twice kind of nodding her head like, no, no, I, I'm not with her kind of thing. But again, you still don't know. Right. She could still be fooling Bond and maybe she's the, this is the ultimate thing. She told Cleb they're there. Who knows? We don't know that. But she's kind of reassuring Bond, hey, no, it's, you know, I'm on your side kind of thing. Yeah. And it's interesting in the Bond films how a lot of times the women you're not always sure where their alliance is or they switch alliances. Right. So, you know, Mayday and A View to the Kill. Yeah. And, or even, even Jaws, he, he, yeah. he turns to be Moonraker. his buddy in Moonraker. Yeah. It's the situation is such that, uh Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get it if I don't do something here and help out James. Yeah. And so she helps him out and he survives. So the, so the danger's over and we're still in Venice, but we go back onto the water. Yeah, so, I mean, this was kind of a, a nice scene where Tanya eventually shoots Kleb, and and she dies. And now we think, now they're safe. And the Kleb was a great evil person in oh, this she, film. She was, she, she, she was fantastic. Yeah, Lottie Lania played it perfectly. She looked great, especially with the thick glasses in that meeting with yes. Tanya. It's like... Oh man, she's she's tough when she punches Red Grant in the stomach with the with the brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, he he'll do fine or whatever she yeah. said. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. So let's talk then about the end then of the movie. So the last clip on our website and the last scene we're going to be talking about here is the Venice Canal scene, and that basically ends the movie. So here they're on a gondola, Bond and. Tatiana, Tanya, and they're finally safe. And this time they, they are really safe. They're not relaxing with the mission complete. And there's establishing shots of the Doji Palace and the Bridge of Size and the Venice Canals. And we've been there. We've we've got photographs and video of the Bridge of Size and the Canals and been on a gondola in Venice as well. So we, we're 
we're familiar with this area. We've been on the film locations there. And again, it's fun when you see it. You think, okay, this is where they filmed it. A lot of it were the establishing shots. I think they green screened in Bond and Tanya a couple of times with the stuff in the background. But they actually did the establishing shots in Venice. And it's a beautiful city. And unlike anything else you see in the world. Well, and it's also interesting that Venice is where the main part of the movie starts because the chess match is in Venice. Yes, right. And then they end it in Venice. And now it's ending in Venice. So one of the things you see in the background here as Bond and Tanya are on the gondola is the Bridge of Sighs. And the Bridge of Sighs is is really there. It connects the Doji Palace with... I think that it used to be the jailhouse or yeah, something like, yeah, yeah something like that. And, and, and it's so in the olden times, it was the bridge that the prisoners would walk across and cross over from the, from the courtyard where they were sentenced to death to the prison or maybe even to the execution area. So they knew they're never going to cross that bridge again or see the beautiful view of Venice that you could see from the bridge because there's windows in the bridge. So that's like the last thing they're going to be seeing and often get. And they have to cross that bridge when they come to it. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) They got to cross that bridge. And it's called the Bridge of Sighs because they go, "Uh, I'm never going to live to see this again. And that's why it's called the Bridge of Sighs. And it's it's cool. It's a short little bridge. Maybe it's like 20 feet long or not even. And it's in the background of the film as they're on the gondola. So that's kind of a interesting thing to keep in mind here. So in from Russia with love, it, it the bridge size could have maybe a couple different meanings. It, one could be that bond and Tanya are now beyond the danger zone. They passed under the bridge of size instead of having to go over it to their death. Yeah. And the mission is accomplished. They're out of danger. So they go, Ah, kind of a sigh of relief. Or secondly, it could it could be a sexual symbol, really. Bond is reviewing the film of him and Tanya making love. Remember they yeah, filmed the him in the bridal the suite that we talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. The bridal suite. And Tanya didn't even know about this, as you recall. Grant was gonna use that film as the reason Tanya and Bond were dead on the train. You know, they were gonna use it as a blackmail thing against the other, and then it was a murder suicide kind of thing they were supposed to have done on the train which didn't work out so the film had enough sexual content to be potent already with him looking at this film so bond's now looking at this and tanya is asking what it is and bond just says yeah he'll show her uh as they pass uh from canal to canal uh to the grand canal now (laughs) all right the these guys are clever and they're on the canals in Venice. <laughs> All right. So maybe this is a stretch. However, uh, they're on the canals. This could be taken as a metaphor uh, or some kind of symbol. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's a. <laughs> wow. You're yeah. out there on that one. There's multiple canals. <laughs> All right. I think we got in it. Venice. I think we All got right. It. So it's a it's a pleasant moment for the two of them, right? They're wrapping up their whole mission here and their passion. And now they're in the safety zone. And Daniela Bianchi uh, as Tanya is just perfect, stunning. And you can tell us what you think. 
Send us a, a message. Well, actually, before you, before you go there, so there, when he's got the film, yeah, and then he just kind of throws it away. So he's a litter bug. Yeah, he's a litter bug. He's right? throwing it, throwing in the more canal. garbage into the Grand Canal, which they don't need. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so that's it's kind of like really, James. That's that's how you're going to end this thing by throwing yeah. away. A piece well, at least of he didn't graffiti up the buildings. Like there's a lot there. Well, that that's that's true. <laughs> But it, it really, it really is a, uh, a a neat way to end it. Now they're ending it on the water. Yes, again and again, and right. it, actually, in the Sean Connery films, as where Sean Connery was Bond, he's done only, six, right? Yeah, the only and not counting another for I'm saying yeah, in production, yeah. right? Yeah. The only movie that he doesn't end on the water with a woman is Goldfinger. Ah, yeah, right, right, right? and all of the all of the other ones, yeah. They're True. they're actually on the water and Doctor No. They're on that motorboat, uh, Thunderball. They're on the raft. Yeah. Um, in You Only Live Twice, they're on a raft, and then in the in um, Diamonds Are Forever, the bomb surprise on the ocean liner. Yeah. So this this actually continues that trend yeah. um, going forward that they don't do in the next movie, but in this in the first two they do, and then after Goldfinger where they didn't, they brought it back. Yeah. So that's that really wraps up, I, I think, from, from from Russia with Love. Yeah, and again, there's a lot of interconnections between From Russia with Love and other Bond movies, but in also connections with many other spy movies, as we were talking about here, the Thirty Nine Steps, and in other films as well. So where 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 From Russia with with Love was influenced from other earlier movies, and then how it influenced movies going forward movie. as well. Yeah. So it's it's really nice to be able to do this interconnection between the movies. Thanks for joining us today. Download some more podcasts on our website, spymovienavigator.com, or through your Apple or Android devices. If you like us, give us a five-star rating on your iTunes app or on your Android app. And also, we're looking for your feedback and your input. We talk about building the worldwide community of spy movie fans. We need your input. So, Leave us a comment. Go if you're on our website, you can go to about contact us and leave, type something in there. There's uh, a big red button on our website, right on the right side of the screen, that says "Send us a voicemail." You can send us a voicemail with questions about spy movies, your ideas about spy, what we should be doing next, or uh, any kind of feedback you you might have. Yeah, exactly. Or if we got you know if if there's something where we said something, you're like, well, I saw that differently. I've got a different interpretation or whatever. We'd love to hear that because we can yeah. incorporate that going forward, give you credit for it, and build up this community. Yeah, or go to our Facebook page and send us a message. This is Dan Silvestri. And Tom Pizzotto. From SpyMovieNavigator.com, the worldwide community of spy movie fans. Spy movie podcasts, videos, discussions, and more.